Welcome back to the next episode of The House Files, a podcast about building a triplex in Portland, Oregon. It's been another week. Where are we at? What? So last time we were talking about floors and our plan for a Star Trek transporter pad oh, yeah. in the entryway. Um, where? How? How did that kind of fall apart? Because it essentially did. <laughs> We so the framing has been in progress, and we kind of started looking at these options before there was much there. Yeah, framing is up now, nearly done. We walked in the front door, and we're like, "This is actually kind of small." Oh, there's a bunch of framing mistakes that have happened and now already been corrected. We kind of been hinting at them a the last. But there couple was also weeks, some but... changes that may not have been mistakes, but just ended up being things that happened that were different than the plans. And one of those is that extra stairs had to be added. Right. That was a weird one. So I still don't exactly know why, but what happened is in our entryway and in the entrance to the unit B, they were building the staircase and they had to add two more steps in order to reach the floor. Like stairs, there's only a certain height you can have a stair step. And there was then more height in that space. So they had to add two steps to both staircases, which means that's two steps that direction too, which eats into some of the space in the entryway. Yeah. And the amount of space that that kind of took out of the entryway meant that it doesn't really look as much like a square as it did before. Mm -hmm. Especially once we start adding our cabinets and shelves in that space. Right. So So we kind of gave up on the transporter pad idea, which was... I think a good thing because, frankly, we don't need another complicated thing. Well, we're jumping ahead here, but your dad today did have a good alternate suggestion for the entryway, mm. which is instead of a green wall, it's a giant warp core that goes up the entire What length. is a warp core? You know, the big pulsy thing in Star Trek that goes womp, womp, womp. It's in the engineering room. Big blinky lights that go floor to ceiling, three oh, yeah. stories tall. How are we going to make that? LEDs. Do you think maybe a green wall might be better for indoor air quality than a bunch of LEDs to be a I'm actually pad? not sure which one's cheaper either. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, well, I do think the green wall might be more up front than the LED wall, but less operating costs because it'll reduce our heating and cooling costs. Anyway, green wall aside... Um, but another entryway thing that happened was that your parents found a window for my office. Right. Um, which is essentially like if we're starting at the entryway, we've got our possible transporter pad floor, um, the extra stairs we discovered. And then if you look up from there, there is the a internal window from my office down on to the the entryway. And so you're also going to see it when you walk in and you'll see out from my office in it. But because it's an internal window, we were like, hey, we don't, it doesn't need to be a prefab window. It doesn't need to be a highly insulated window. It doesn't need to be double pane or anything. It, it's yeah. purely decorative. And I when they framed that wall, they like just forgot there was supposed to be a window there and just built the whole wall so it's solid right now. So when you're looking up, it's just a solid surface, but we're going to put a window there of some sort. And my parents happened to find a arched window in two pieces that was in leftover in 
one of the office buildings and it was it's just, just been there just for been there. like 20 years yeah so um we do need to find a way to get glass but we have a picture yeah. of like how large it is because mm-hmm. it's as tall as i am um which is it's i think gonna look really cool and my office is essentially gonna be regency forest um inspired and i think this will lend to that yep so that's one of the things that happened is we've acquired a shell of a window. <laughs> yeah. We still need to actually get glass made for it, but that's doable. Yeah. And then if we keep going up from that wall, there is the... How many more framing mistakes on the way up? Yeah. Well, there is a... It's supposed to be the half wall for the kitchen, and they had built that wall straight all the way as well. So if you look at the early photos of the entryway, it's it doesn't make any sense. It's like, why would you build a tunnel, vertical tunnel, three stories tall, but... It's starting to make sense now. So now you can actually see the half wall of the kitchen. And that means when you're up in the kitchen, it now looks more like a actual room and not just a dark cave. Yeah. It's also the kitchen was real dark. It was really dark. Like we went to look at it and it looked one. It looked huge, though. Weirdly, Um, I guess because kitchens look really big when they don't have cabinets in them. Because it's not a it's not it's a not shockingly actually, sized kitchen. Like yeah. it's too small to have an island in in the way right. that we've yeah, laid yeah, it yeah. out. You know, one of the risks I've learned of designing something from scratch is that if you consume architectural digest and like fancy home architect designed houses, the scale of the houses that the kind of people that talk about building custom houses talk about, is that it gives you a really warped idea of what is like a normal size of a kitchen. What is a normal size of a bathroom? I mean, like a number of bathrooms that are the size of our entire living room. Yeah. Um, Which is not even like, I don't even think is practical. Like I just. No, it's just like, how can you use up space at that point? Right, right. Um, But no, the the thing about this design. How much marble can you put everywhere? Yeah, yeah. The thing about the design that we've got is none of the rooms are huge nothing about it is enormous it's they're moderately sized they're like it's all the units are about 12 to 1400 square feet each so they're not huge units and that's two bedrooms it's a pretty normal sized three bedroom uh apartment like Uh, so yeah our kitchen is not massive it's definitely bigger than this kitchen but it's uh you know it's not you're not going to find it on architectural digest as oh this is someone's grand kitchen with three islands and a, a Oh, We're by the way, they be... also have the cook's kitchen in the corner of yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The, yeah. And the butler's pantries yeah. and the... Yeah. Um, but our current pantry is a bunch of boxes underneath our couch. So... Yeah. It's... Uh, so there is a way... There is a, a step in between. <laughs> well, now they're going to be custom-built boxes underneath our banquet seating. So it's totally different. They're totally different. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to have a wet bar, so we kind of almost do have the maid's kitchen. What other, so they hadn't taken some of those windows out and they also had missed another window on the second floor, I believe, right? Yeah. Framing mistakes. Um, there have been several throughout this process, um, only partially because only partially the fault of the plans. Like there was that whole plan mix up situation where the old plans were on the site and then they built things wrong. Um, but the roof eaves that we had in the original design over our entryway, outdoor entryway, they built those, and it was way too close to the other building. So that got removed finally. Yep. Uh, 
the framing crew is not going to fix it. The contractors, builders crew is going to go build the actual, uh, our covering for our entryway. But there's a couple other roof eaves that had just gotten uh, missed or done wrong. And they spent uh, this last week doing a bunch of changes to those, fixes to those. So um, I, I think there's still a couple of mistakes with them. Like the fire riser room doesn't exist right now because it needs a new concrete pad poured under it for it. And oh, because they didn't pour the concrete. It wasn't pad part of the it? foundation plan for some reason. Oh, I don't. Is that because it got added later? Possibly. I but I I thought it was in the foundation plan. Um. Anyway, it is going to get built later. Also, the foundation pad for our dumb waiter doesn't exist, but that definitely was in the plans the entire time. So I don't quite understand the order of operations here, but that needs to I get like built. I like how Aaron's just like things weren't in the plans. I'm sure they'll get fixed. I, I, the, I've been mentioning this to to the builder over the last several weeks, so it's not like he's going to be surprised by any of this. Um, but he, uh, the fire riser room does not exist right now, and there is a roof over the fire riser room. But instead, they built eaves where that roof needs to be, so yeah. things have to get rearranged there. You know, we went through and we went um, on a walkthrough of the site with our esteemed uh kitchen and bath and closet designer yeah. your mom yep um and you know we're looking through a lot of things and actually i think it became more apparent where the mistakes were as we were doing the walkthrough yep but uh one of the notable things was that it was really hard to get a sense of the kitchen without that half with wall because it's just like a dark it- really space. looked like a dark cave it uh, was it was really intense there were two other things when we were doing the walker so we were plotting out all the different places because we need to put in the order now for the closets because that's like many stages and we're going essentially semi-custom for the two rental units um but we're not doing ikea we are mm. doing kind of a, a different kind of form of semi-custom our general contractor kind of spec'd it out and we have the advantage of Aaron's mom is a um one of the designers for the company that we went for so they were like she had a lot of knowledge and was able to work with us and we just that was convenient uh didn't have to decide if you trusted someone to give you good advice about stuff um the Cabinets are, there's a lot of cabinets because we're trying to make every wall a cabinet. So the entryway cabinets was the first thing that we really needed to get fixed in. And we ended up completely changing around how we decided to store our bikes. Oh, yeah. Based on your mom's suggestion. So the bikes are now going to go actually underneath the staircase. Um, Not like entirely, but we'll just sort of tuck them under. Yeah, they're going to be tucked under there. So we're utilizing that kind of awkward space under the stairs. Initially, we wanted to do pullouts for shoe storage. But I think it'll work better this way because of the the fact that the stairs are already kind of like there's like an L nook. So... Mm. It already would have been an awkward space and to utilize. Like like you, we mentioned earlier, the stairs ended up taller than we thought they were going to be. So right. there is more space under there than originally we thought. Because originally yes. they were going to be lower. We thought they were going to be lower down yep. and really only big enough for a small drawer. Yep. But now they're like big enough for the back of a bike. And the closet shelving system that she sketched out for the entryway is super 
cool and and plenty of room like on the there's like a bench where with drawers you can pull out for shoes on the bottom I'm there. just excited we'll have somewhere to sit to put on shoes which yeah. is a constant problem in our house because yeah. we don't wear shoes in the house but then there's nowhere near the fake entryway that we've created where our door opens right um to sit to put on shoes so then I either have to like hop up and down to try to put them on or I have to take my shoes and like walk back and forth between like this chair and the front door it's just very awkward so I'm really looking forward to having something. And to it won't be sitting on a stair either. It's nice. Yeah, it's be like yeah. an actual bench. Yeah. yeah, the stair would be frankly an improvement from our current situation. But um, yeah. I'm very excited about the bench. Uh, and it, we should have enough hanging space, which was a mm-hmm. challenge. I I recently went through all of the coats oh, no. that we have piled under the back door. And what was your total? Thirteen coats. I filmed a video of me counting all of Aaron's coats in German, so maybe we could insert that as B-roll. You pulled out one of the coats, and I was like, yeah. I literally didn't even know I had this. I much less that it was by the front door. Um. So yeah. Uh, you haven't gone through them yet, have you? No, no. no I moved one to my closet. No. It was oh, a sweater. You solved it. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> solved. Um, yeah. So. Some of this problem will be solved by Aaron getting rid of his 13 identical black coats. But the the like other part of it is we really do just need more storage space. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I was I was just at a party and it's like pouring rain because it's Portland at this time of year. And I was just thinking about how like everybody coming in with rain gear is such like a an issue. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to actually have parties... A thing that maybe we'll do again sometime in the future, uh, in the winter, especially because we're going to have a hot tub on the roof Mm -hmm. with a heater up there. Mm -hmm. We got to get everybody's wet ass rain gear done and gone in the entryway. This is the really important things to think about. Yep. Your mom also thought of some hidden storage underneath the stairs between the ground floor and the second floor, like essentially tucked up on the way so we're gonna have like maybe hats that was or my or idea i thought that was your that mom's. was my idea i was very proud of that idea okay i'm sorry i didn't mean to take <laughs> it away from you and you both agreed and thought it was a good idea now that you saw it in person yes because I, I, I was looking at the plans and i was like there's unused space under the staircase yeah. here that's the bottom few steps and like it's not terribly useful when it's down at the floor yep and i uh, and i was and i was like what if we make it accessible from when you're walking on the stairs and now that you're actually like walking up and down and and can can see how it made more sense um also i will say now that the stairs are in a lot more pleasant to walk around on the site compared to climbing the ladder up and down the ladders up and down which is kind of terrifying staircases real great invention i have never appreciated stairs so much (laughs) in my life like not having the staircase to get up into the adu for a couple weeks when they were changing shrinking it and, and redoing it oh my gosh it was like not having to climb a ladder just having to be able to walk in mostly a straight line Stairs. and then you get you gain elevation yep. it's it's kind of magic turns out you have to use way more of your body to go up a staircase than you or to go up a ladder than you do a staircase yeah yeah um anyway so we talked about that. And then one of the things, essentially your mother is going to spec out the costs for doing built-in closets in my office, which is definitely absolutely my ideal scenario. Mm-hmm. But 
it'll probably be the first thing to be cut if we need to cut a part of the budget. Or at least scaled back a little bit. Like yeah. maybe one or here's, two fewer doors. Here's the thing. I can do Ikea down the line. There's no, there's nothing yeah. that says that we need to do it. But because we're putting in such a, like so many orders of cabinets already, there, there's an opportunity there where it might end up being about as much as Ikea would be down the line. Mm-hmm. Just we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I'm excited about what you sketched out for your office. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. So, uh, like I said, it's going to be Forest Regency. Um, you know, in like a year, you'll get a reveal video. Yeah. Um, and my, I will say that my mother is actively involved in the designing of the room, and she has a lot of very good ideas. So, um, the... But, like, I wanted it to feel like I want it to have room for all of the tech and everything I need, but... I want it to feel like it's in the like late 18th century, essentially. Like I want it to be the kind of thing that like the Duke in Bridgerton's office where he does his papers are, but then like a little more forest fairy, totally normal vibe. But part of how the cabinets go into that is what I really want is the cabinets to have um, wall paneling on them. So I can kind of make them look more like, they are the wall at a gallery and then all the tech is behind that. Mm -hmm. So we were even trying to figure out how to integrate my current, I have a a tall Ikea Alex cabinet and it's like, it has like 11 drawers on it or something. They're all like kind of the smaller drawers. The actual mechanisms on a drawer are the most expensive part of a drawer. And so if that works already, we're going to try to find a way to integrate it. My printer is also huge. Like I have a, I have a, color laser printer color duplexing laser printer it's amazing Mm -hmm. uh but it is really big and so and nobody wants to literally no one wants to look at a laser printer they are not pretty things so i am hoping to have that but you need to make sure it's still accessible you can't like really put it in a cabinet get to the back tray when there's a paper jam and yeah everything um you got to be able to pull it fully out to put paper in so and most of actually the I need the duplex tray to be able to sit out because almost everything that I do on that printer is using the multi-purpose tray because I mostly am printing stickers for shipping and stuff like that. So uh, that part is good. And then there's a one long window in the office that is an exterior window as opposed to over the entryway. And we're hoping to turn that into a nice little cozy reading nook that's kind of feels like it's integrated. So it'll have a little bench um, and using hopefully the side of the cabinets as sort of like a thing that you can lean on. Yeah, yeah. We are doing built-in shelving um, in the leaving from the wet bar, walking through to the uh, bedroom, bathroom, and the second bedroom. Um, it's living room. It's in the living room. Yeah, it's in the living yeah. room. And so we're hoping to do like arches over that. It's going to be a pretty shallow bookshelf though. So it's really only for books. Yeah. Um, like it won't even be wide enough for board games yeah. probably. So. It's more the idea of shelves. Yeah. Yeah. It might actually, it's going to be the pretty shelves. Yeah. It's going to be the ones you style up or whatever to look good. Then where things have been getting very complicated has been the karaoke room <laughs> that's what we're calling it now yeah i mean it, it's kind of always been a karaoke room but yeah. it's my gym workout room slash our guest bedroom slash a karaoke room yeah it's doing a lot of work doing a lot of lifting there possibly 
also kind of more our living room. So like we're kind of in between media room, not media living room. room yeah. yeah, snug as yeah. we've learned from the uh, British Irish kitchen. We're trying to figure out if design. we can keep the TV watching activities in that room and make that like the room for it in addition to being a character. Yeah, I kind of want our gym, main but... living room to be like a entertaining room more than I want it to be yeah. a TV watching room. We'll see. We'll see. But I think there's a lot of opportunities there. And uh, we went through a bunch of different ideas for that space. It's really small. It's, it is very small. So the big issue is how to make sure that you can have at least a full-size bed in there for guests. Yep. Because we're old now and we don't have single friends that are going to come crash on a... On a twin. On a twin air mattress. Yep. Um, and so want to have at least a full-size bed but then don't want the bed the bed would take up half the room if it was in there and it just like as a regular bed and then it's not really useful in any other way and we haven't hosted guests in a while probably because we don't have a guest bedroom um but i so like it's not gonna be that frequent of an activity that's not necessarily the priority for the room but we want it to be an option yes so yeah i don't know if we're set on a particular layout for that room yet let's walk through the different ideas that we had for how to integrate it because i think the stages of our thinking are useful yeah so the first one was that we were thinking a slide out bed underneath the platform so the idea was that we could have kind of a stage and that would be very convenient for karaoke. And then the bed would slide out like this. So I'll try to I'll try to find a picture of what we were looking at. I have some pictures we can hopefully put in. That made sense for a while until we actually walked into the room. And then we realized it it's it, actually pretty small. It's pretty small and it it, it just didn't really work. I mean, yeah. it was like it it wasn't working the way we hoped it would. So then we were like, maybe a Murphy bed because we are, we do have a closet in that room, but the closet doesn't have to be a real closet, um, especially because it's meant to be a guest bedroom, not a, like someone lives there. Yeah. So we were thinking we could put the whole Murphy bed mechanism into the closet. Yeah. So that it folds out from the closet. Um, which also would be cool. There's a lot of neat Murphy beds out there. That, they got like, way better in the last 20 years. Cause like, I remember them being better. really ugly and like yep. just one type. And I think, uh, it turns out technology improves. So that's cool. Yeah. There's so many cool ones and they have like desks on them and stuff like that. And when you put them down, the stuff stays on yeah. the shelves and the desk and stuff. A lot of very cool Murphy beds. The really cool ones tend to be pretty expensive. Um, but really looking through that, the amount of floor that we would have to keep clear and then mm-hmm. the expense of the Murphy bed, because they're not cheap, like the cool ones are not cheap, started to leave us questioning if that even made sense. Yep. So our most current iteration is actually getting an L-shaped sofa that has, this is our current, which I realize we've now just like come down in complicatedness significantly. But having an L-shaped uh, shaped sofa built like essentially along the room, so we'll try to put a picture of what it would be, 
and then it would come out as a bed. So there's like an Ikea couch that everybody in Europe calls the couch surfer couch because you can fit like five couch surfers on it. But it also has like a very cozy kind of room feel. Mm. Also, there's some more slightly upmarket um, versions of that Ikea couch, although that Ikea couch seems fine. Um, And then we can kind of build in a side bench. So then it'll be sort of like a U long shaped karaoke room. The big issue with that big issue, obviously, is that I would really like to have a a full size mirror in the room for Mm -hmm. working out because I do like dance and I like to be able to see myself, not just in the reflection of the TV. Um, And it's nice for checking form and stuff like that. However, the only wall where we could really presumably put a television and watch it while on the couch would also be where the mirror is. So I haven't entirely figured it out. Maybe the mirror goes on the front of the closet. I don't know. Yeah. So we did some measurements in there. But the I guess the news is that the only thing that we have thought that we may not do is that we might like make the closet accessible from both sides. So it's also accessible from the living room side. We haven't entirely figured that out yet. I haven't totally decided that. It also depends on if we end up putting a screen in the living room, even if it's not like the main TV watching screen, because yeah. then that'll kind of affect what goes on that wall. And Yeah. And then... We also talked about the closet and the bathroom, the closet, like our closets. Right. Yeah. And the bathroom cabinets and stuff like that. I don't know if anything, I don't know if we've figured out enough about those closets that it's interesting to talk about it at this point. We have a sketch of them and like, I'm perfectly happy with them. I don't think there's anything particularly like revolutionary about them, but we kind of, you know, measured things out and said, okay, here's like the space available here's how big a drawer is and that kind of stuff um you did figure out that the the rods are going to work that you want um yeah so i want to have the kind of rods on the top where you can pull them down the uh speaking of framing mistakes that was one of the mistakes that they made and have now sort of fixed uh they had built that a wall that's going to be the wall between both sides of the closet they had built it the full nine feet tall we have vaulted ceilings so there was like space above it but it looked really, really weird mm-hmm. having only the vaulted triangle open above it. Yeah. When really you want more space above it. So they actually changed it when I went in there. Does it feel better? Yeah, but now it's too short. Because when we had talked about doing it, we were like, oh, we want it to be seven and a half feet tall. Oh, right. Now that it's... was the height we wanted. And I think it's down to like six and a half. So <laughs> whatever. That stuff's easy to fix right now when there's nothing on it. So great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks like they, they definitely did a pass through all the interiors, like doing the detail framing now. And now that the framing crew is like wrapping up. Yeah. So yeah, backing out again to the framing. The framing crew has been spending the last couple of days uh, doing the last detail work of the of the project. So this is the crew that is not like the con- our, our builder's team. He's, you know, he's hired this out and they came in with a whole bunch of guys and uh, did, you know, all this work. And they're like, if you, if you watch them working for a day, like there's just 20 things happening at the same time on the site. They, so they, they've spent the last week fixing the little details and doing those last little changes uh, to make it, make it match the plans as close as they can. 
And uh, also there was an inspection of the shear wall, which was, I guess, the last part of the framing process. And they were looking for, like, did you get the nails right in the in the plywood that's on the side of the building in all the right spots? And there were a couple of spots when I was watching them on the cameras. Uh, I was like, why are they spray painting the side of the building? And I, when I went there today, I looked up close and you could see, like, oh, they, they wrote the word nails <laughs> on the side and, like, pointed an arrow. And then I guess fix something i don't really know what one of the other uh one of the other things i'm so glad building inspectors exist yeah i know right because like if you don't get this right at this point there's no way to fix it (laughs) once you start layering it with all the other layers of stuff but the inspector also um needed to to see all the roof and most of the roof of the building you can see from inside the building just by walking upstairs because we have this, you know, these tiered roofs, so you can be on a window and look down and see the nailing patterns. And of course, the one he couldn't see was the very tippy top of the the roof of the outdoor deck. I got a text from the from the, the builder being like, "Hey, um, can you fly your drone over the house and take pictures of the roof so that we can send them to the inspector so we can see the nailing on the roof?" And I was like, boy, can I ever. <laughs> I've got the license and everything. We are like, <laughs> I have a new and then side job. Aaron's problem. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Aaron's problem is he immediately starts to think of how this could be a side, another side. You need less, not more side <laughs> hustles, Aaron. I was like, this would be a great side hustle. I can just be like, oh, yeah, I'll come fly a drone you over your house. You literally don't have time for all of your current side hustles. You can't add another one. Anyway, I got to fly the drone over the house zoom in really close and get pictures of all the the rooftops so that you can see the nails in detail and send those over to the inspector so i'm glad to have been able to provide that service to myself for free good job yeah the um speaking of the roof so the roof is the next step the we actually picked the color of the roof oh yeah which is uh, like the least exciting thing to me i'm sure no i'm i'm I have feelings about it because I am looking at the outside of the building and thinking about like, is it going to, I don't give a crap what the outside of the building looks like. I, I'm <laughs> excited that, cause you also came up with the colors. I don't think we talked about that on the last podcast. Tentatively come up with, with paint colors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a color scheme for the Which outside. Is, and like, you kind of need to know what color the paint is. If you're really going to care about the roof color. Totally. Too. Which I, I was definitely part of it. So in the 3d model that, we've had for a long time it was just like kind of a generic brown orange and that was not ever like chosen it was just kind of like a default like oh you were you're doing here siding. Is here is here is siding and then the roof was like a also a brown or something i don't even remember it was just like very plain uh but i for the last couple of weeks i've been thinking what color should the outside of the house be and we don't really want like a boring color but it also shouldn't be like flat white or flat black because those get dull really quick yeah and are very very quickly show dirt or or dull or, or and black is also just not a good color for portland because portland is super super gray all the time so we want some sort of color and i started looking around at like other houses and and as i'm biking around town looking at what other colors i like and got the idea of doing it like a dark pink mostly because it's not actually something that you see very often there's only a couple houses that i've passed by 
that are that color. I saw another one today, and mm. I thought that house looks good. Yeah, and uh, we also have in this in the outside. There's a, a interesting design feature is that there are these vertical panel areas that are, you know, two story or three story panels. Those are definitely a design feature. Like we don't have to do them as a separate texture, but that's part of the design. Is that they and actually now that we're looking at how it's being built, they have zero to do with the construction of the house, which they look like they do once it's done, but they're nothing they are not structural. Yep. But those are like an accent. And in the original model it was like brown siding with a light gray yep. vertical panels. And I want to flip it around and do this dark pink for the the paint color and then those panels being a dark dark gray yep then the uh the gutters and the trim and all that stuff would match the panels and be a nice and tie it together so that meant once i had that sketched out the, the the 3d model that i have i like tried to pick the color in it to look right but it's not exactly what i have in mind so if you're looking at this on the screen and thinking oh that's ugly it's not exactly what's in my head but the uh it did provide enough context for the roof color where once we got the options of the roof color from the builder because he's like here's the company we're using here is their menu of options within your price range then i was like oh well that would look horrible with a pink and a dark gray accent yeah and there really were only like two different options and it was two of the darkest options and i think it looks good yeah I was telling Aaron that we should just like Google what the most like solar efficient type of roof is in the Pacific Northwest because my thoughts were like a roof is like facing the sun. And so you probably want to do something involving color to do with the, but I really don't, I don't know very much. So I don't really care. And also I did a very basic Googling and it, it kind of seems like you can only get roofs in pretty roof efficient colors. So, Which makes sense. Anyway, it's it has more insulation is far more important than roof color. That's actually out. one of the things I learned this week. We should. What's that segment? Oh, uh, what you didn't know you needed to know. I don't know if I actually need to know it, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting looking at the roofs. Uh, it turns out there's like way more layers than I thought. I'm just going to put a diagram on the screen here because I don't even remember all the layers involved, but it was like waterproofing some other kind of sealer thing like another layer another layer and then the shingles that's and why I've... they spend so long up on roofs when they when the roofers come yeah because i always they got that like plastic flapping around right and stuff. totally yeah i always thought it was like the a weatherproofing layer and one other layer and then the shingles but there's like there's a whole bunch to it okay. so um again i feel like this maybe wasn't true 50 years ago mm. and now like I don't know. People have learned things and yeah. learned. Well, I think one of the layers used to be asbestos. Oh yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> point. <laughs> and then we figured out maybe that was like less yeah. good. But like taking apart the house and seeing the layers in that roof. Yeah. There were not nearly as many as you mm-hmm. put in a new roof now. Mm-hmm. And the new roofs you can get like warranties on right for like twenty or fifty years, and like that company better be real confident in that roof. Yeah. Um. So. Um, yeah, super cool. That is going on. That is like the next thing that's happening. The, the material is going to come in a few days. 
I am very excited about that. We also finally ordered samples for some of the tile that we haven't picked yet. I've become more and more obsessed with a particular look for the kitchen. And so I'm really committed to figuring out how we can use Cambria as the Cambria countertop that we're using as the backsplash mm. um, in our kitchen. I don't know if we're going to be able to afford it and I need to get some pricing per square foot to see if I should like give up on this dream or fantasize about it. The, the other thing is that I have completely given up on the tiled hood. So okay. like I was thinking about the, the hood, the range, uh, our range, we're going to have a Venta hood. So we get a build essentially whatever kind of frame we want around it, which was what a lot of people recommended essentially. But I initially wanted to make it a slab hood where we like bring the whole slab that is on our counter like mm -hmm. all the way up. It's just not affordable, um, especially because we have quartz counters. They are really heavy. Mm. It's just not a thing that really makes a ton of sense. And then the the flip side of that is I think it might actually end up looking dated pretty quickly. And it isn't the kind of thing you want to screw up. So... We were looking at other tile. That price also got really... If you want to do decorative tile, that stuff gets expensive. Um, and so I've kind of come around to the idea that I just kind of want to make a nice-looking normal hood. So uh, I have been possibly consuming too much of certain YouTube channels that may be informing my design feelings right now, but we'll see about that backsplash. But one of the things that we are actually doing because we have to pick cabinet paint colors, like mm. imminently, which is like, a, it's the first huge paint color decision. Really? I yeah, guess yeah. the outside of the house. That doesn't get painted until way later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We could probably change our minds with that. Yeah. But like the cabinets inform all of these other things and they're the most expensive, like single purchase involved in the house. That isn't like, you know, the foundation or whatever. Yeah. I think it actually might be more than the foundation. I think we might be spending more on cabinets than the foundation. We will insert the price comparison here. Yeah. Twinkle star animation. <laughs> um, but it's it's a lot of money. And it's also like a, a huge visual impact. Like the color that you pick for the cabinets in a lot of ways. One, it's like way more expensive to change that color than it is to change a painted wall. Well, the cabinets get painted at the factory and they right, come right. already painted. But, and so. if we don't like it later, then... It's not just a, yeah. a simple DIY repaint yeah. job. So um, my I think my parents have been trying to get their freaking kitchen cabinets repainted for like three years now. Um, and all their quotes were outrageous. Yeah. So the one of the things that we are doing is that we are talking to a Cambria, which is the quartz that I've decided we're using in the kitchen. And no one has argued with me yet. Um, and that quartz has design consultants from the right. company to help you pick like cabinet colors and they have just like more of a universe of ideas. And then we also have asked our general contractor to order us a sample because he gets a better discount on them. Um, uh, like a proper sized sample of the quartz mm -hmm. so that we can actually bring it in to like compare it with paint chips versus right now, which is me just kind of looking at blue paints on the internet and then looking at a picture PDF of the quartz on the internet right. it's just not that's not yeah. a good way to yeah. pick real life things 
the thing that's really hard though is a lot of these like when choosing paint colors are like oh go walk around and see the light in the space and i'm like it's a bunch of wet plywood right now there's no uh, so wet it doesn't even have the right windows it's puddles in the living room right now (laughs) oh but snowed in there (laughs) but uh one thing i did notice today walking around the the space now that the windows on the have, have been fixed like the the entry window is the right size, the kitchen counter is the right, uh, the walls cut down to the half height half height now. Uh, now you can actually see the shadows inside, mm. and really get a sense of what the light looks like. So the light was you know pretty low because I was there right before sunset, and the uh, coming in you can see this like sharp angle that is made from the entryway window and the counter window or counter height into the kitchen and the living room, you can see this, you know, harsh uh, shadows there. So now it's really interesting to see like, how is the light actually going to play there? And like yeah. you said, like you don't really know what it's going to be like until it's actually there in the space. I know. I... And guess I was using the SketchUp shadow feature yes. a lot <laughs> to simulate it. Cause it is very cool. You can like tell it where your house is. You can, uh, tell it tell what time of day and what season you want to be looking at yeah. the light through but it's not the same as walking right. through it well the thing for me is that sketchup it's harder to get some of the design feature like the real yeah, design yeah. features in there and that's one of the things where that's where you really need to know about those yeah. shadows and stuff like that i mean obviously i'm sure professional architects and interior designers use sketchup better for those kind of things and think about like the kinds of you know, they're, they're always like, they think about surfaces and reflections that I just like, uh, I would never mm-hmm. understand, but like trying to pick the wallpaper for my office, which it sounds bananas to be trying to pick the wallpaper for my office when right now our house is a pile of plywood, a, a very expertly put together pile of plywood, but a pile of plywood. Uh, however, like wallpaper is one of those things you need to get a lot of samples. You have mm-hmm. to really compare because it's like a, it's also a huge investment. Luckily I'm not going to be doing too much of the walls in that room. So it'll be a little cheaper. Um, but I actually have to start to get it now because I, I can't pick out like a lot of other things until I know what the wallpaper is. It's a whole lot of, yep. Also, I really want to wallpaper the ceiling in there, and no one has told me how we do that. So, um, yeah. Like, can someone do that for me? That would be really great. I think you can just pay someone to do it. Yeah, answer. but when? Like, is that the kind of thing that we can only do, like, after? Because the, the, what, what the general contractor told me was that, like, we need to have a general idea of which walls we want to have wallpaper on and which walls we want to have paint on because they get different finishes Um, because you need a different kind of finish to make it easy to adhere wallpaper. And like, if you're in a rental like this, they have the spray finish on the walls and it like, you're not going to put wallpaper on that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't put wallpaper on it. Um, Can't even put a post-it note on it effectively. Um, I had to get the super, the mega sticky post-it notes to be able to put post-it notes on this wall. Like it had to be, you can't, regular ones don't work. Yeah. So um, I have been trying to, I'm like, do I need to also tell them about the seal, like that I want to yeah. wallpaper mm-hmm. the ceiling um, and like how much more is it going to cost to get the right finish on the wallpaper on the ceiling? And also like, it seems like you want to do that 
before you move it and then you don't have to like do the f- deal with the fumes and stuff because it, it does seem like a thing it might be annoying to diy but you can diy putting it on the ceiling but if there's going to be all of this time before we move in that seems like when it needs to be done it's all easier to do before finishes are done right like yeah right the more like, in advance the better really. like even even like the wallpaper like do it before the trim goes up in that room, right? Because then you can just use the trim to hide any problems. So, um, yeah, I anyway, all that was just me freaking out about how there just keeps being decisions. The decisions are getting more into the fun decisions for me now, though. Mm. Like, it's more about things that I feel like I have opinions on and I'm not, I'm like less worried that I've made a terrible mistake. Like, I, I have more of a concept of what it takes to change things out. A lot of the early decisions were like floors are like, you don't want to screw it up, but I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and we both had like opinions, but we couldn't really articulate our yeah. opinions or, and like why we had them about floors. Also, a lot of my opinions were based on information that was actually pretty old. Right. Because I didn't realize like, for example, how good cork floors have gotten. Right. And like, I had no we, idea. I mean, we both thought cork was mostly like you're standing cork on board. a cork board. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it hasn't been that way for a long time, yeah. apparently. So who's late this week? Who's late this week? Um, follow up from last week. The electrical pole is now installed and there is a meter on it. Sweet. Yep. So does that mean they're not going to keep coming into the ADU? We still need the actual like it to be turned on i haven't got the call from the power company saying like the power company needs to go to the base and turn the key something like that yeah Yeah. and that's how electricity works yep and the there isn't actually an outlet on the pole yet (laughs) so i guess the electrician comes back and puts an outlet on the pole so they can plug things in but there's a meter so progress and i like how they come up with the part that charges you money before they come up with the part that actually gives you the service yes yep exactly yeah uh so that that is now that's that's good They'll stop having to break into the ADU to get power. Yep. Uh, and tripping my breakers all the time. So that's cool. And um, what is our word of the week? Word of the week. I think it might be roof eaves. There was a lot of eave discussion. There wa- was a lot of eaves discussion this week. Uh, a lot of... Wrong eaves. Wrong eaves and... There's this one part that is still wrong, which again, I'm going to at some point have to get them to fix. But again, going back to the like, there's these tall columns of gray design feature paneling on the outside. The the part right next to our entryway is supposed to have a a three-story column of that where the roof eaves come right up to the edge of that. And the second floor one is farther out than the third floor one, which is just not correct. And again, like, I don't blame people for following confusing plans wrong, but some of these things are pretty clear on the plans. So I don't understand how these mistakes are happening, mm-hmm. but we'll get it sorted out. Ugh. All right. Well, I don't know. I think that's it. I think that's it. It's been it's been another week. Um, next, next steps are the roof gets installed. So yep. uh, next update will... Cross your fingers, be uh, nice drone photos of the roof. Yep. And then after that will be windows. And uh, if you uh, are not yet, you should subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also, if you're listening to this on a different podcast platform, subscribe. Maybe leave us a review. 
Also, uh, we have an Instagram and we're trying to be good at short form video. It's not going very well. It's a, it's a learning experience for both of us. Yeah. I have ideas, but they all involve effort and we have to shoot like a whole nother thing. It's a very, I don't know how people are full-time TikTokers. It seems exhausting. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. And uh, I think that's it for this week. We will see you all soon. See you again soon. 